0: what's going on everybody welcome back to real talk the number one real estate podcast in new jersey and we are breaking all barriers not just real estate we're talking business we're talking finance we're talking pop culture we're talking politics we're hitting everything that matters so selena what's going on
1: what's up guys i'm back
0: she's back of course you guys all knew she was coming back obviously after the uh raving reviews we got on last week's episode (laughs) Is that filming all right, All right. So Selena, let's start out. How's your week going? What's going on? How's business been for the last since the last podcast? What's what's new?
1: Um, my week is going OK. Not too bad. I can't complain. Um, there's nothing necessarily honest. Hmm, hmm. Be I guess honest. I can't say there's nothing new, but um, we were it's funny because we were talking about um, deals and, um, you know, my clients that I'm dealing with now and we were talking about how i had a deal that was just accepted in right. application right i know we
0: spoke a little too soon and it
1: fell through just like that so it happens
0: to the best of us
1: that and then i had a second deal that just fell through also over the weekend so i'm kind of you know a little bit upset about it but i have not lost any motivation at all
0: i hope so not it's it's i know it's hard like that's <laughs> a, that's why i want to talk about it it it's, did
1: break me a little bit inside.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. You're learning, but I mean, like that's trial by fire, they say, right? That's the saying.
1: Trial by fire. Trial by fire. Like you're one. getting
0: burned, but you're learning. You're getting some experience. You're getting used to the ups and downs, and that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of real estate. It's, you know, you know, you especially right now, it's the, the market is so crazy mm-hmm. that you, you know you have to move very quickly, and there's a lot of competition. Um yeah. But you've been dealing with all the rentals, and it's just been. To put it lightly, a shitstorm. Yeah. I feel like for you. So, <laughs> to yeah. put it lightly. Yeah. So um what's what's the status on some of your deals now? Like how how are things coming together?
1: Um, I mean, I'm still um, you know, I mean, I feel like when it comes to the rental situation, like we were talking about how how big of a variety I have with the clientele in the rental field I have. Right. So I mean we are looking for, you know, other homes in the process now since some things have fallen through. Clients are back and forth mm-hmm. with their decision making. Um, you know, I, I'm we're still looking. So, you know, hopefully hopefully I can write up something tonight. Yeah. And maybe it'll get accepted on Monday. Friday. Tomorrow. I have some things. Yeah. yeah, I have some responses that are like lined up and waiting. So that actually right. that kind of brings me to want to talk about um, waiting patience. on decision making, you know, landlords or yeah. even or even, you know, like sellers. Like, yeah, patience. But what's actually what's what's too long to wait, especially hmm. in a market like this for rentals, for rentals. You're asking. Yeah.
0: I would say, um, you know, you put a rental in, it's it's because definitely very nerve-wracking, especially the situations that you're dealing with where you have the agent telling you, we have more showings, we're expecting more applications, you know, wait until Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, mm-hmm. you know, and you have a client who needs to get moved in by December 1st, you know, I right. don't know if your clients do, but yeah. there are situations like that, and it can be very nerve-wracking, and I think that... Um, the difference between an offer and a rental, a lease application is that it's not, it's not that bad to be, to keep looking for your client and to have backup Mm -hmm. options, especially because it is so competitive. You know, I didn't realize how I I knew the market for buying and selling was very competitive and things are flying off and there's bidding wars, but I did not realize how crazy the rental market (laughs) is. It's the same thing basically, but they move even quicker Mm -hmm. because they are quicker closings. Um, And, you know, people are putting up more money now, you know, over asking price for rentals Mm -hmm. and things like that. And, you know, offering to put down multiple months ahead of time just to get Mm -hmm. in those properties, which is insane. Um, So I would say, you know, I would say give, you know, the landlord maybe like 24 hours to to review it. If if they're waiting on other lease applications, there's nothing you can really do about that because obviously, you know, the agent has the landlord's best intentions in mind and wants to wait to see, you know, what if there's a, maybe a candidate with better credit or better salary. You're not even that you're getting outbid, but just somebody who's more qualified. You know, they always want to get the most qualified tenant, obviously, somebody that's going to be good for long term. Um, so, you know, I would say, like, in a situation like that one where, you know, there's, they're waiting on other lease applications, I would say just keep looking, keep having backups in mind. Um, and it doesn't hurt, you know. If your lease application is not accepted, it doesn't hurt to be looking. Okay. I would say.
1: So so that kind of brings me to my next um, thing. Yeah. You know, when it comes, I mean, yeah, like when it comes to being aggressive or assertive, hmm. perhaps, if that's a better word. Yeah. Because you never, because, you know, I, I deal with um, clients now. And actually, it's kind of on both sides. So, you know, like the waiting game, waiting for the decision, right? And you're not necessarily sure. Like, okay, what if there's not a list of people?
0: What if they're just trying to bluff you, you're saying? What if
1: they're just trying to bluff? Okay. You have a listing agent who, you know, like my, I have a client who feels like the listing agent is more out for themselves and dual ending the transaction Mm. than they actually are in having, you know, a buyer's agent or, or, you know, a tenant agent their best interest
0: yeah how,
1: how can you be assertive because because you know with me i want to stay professional right but yeah. but but being assertive and aggressive i feel like is definitely a big part of this game yeah so it's like when how
0: i would say always have your client's best interest in mind always have your tenant if you're representing the tenant or the buyer whoever, whatever the scenario is always have their interest you know on top of your mind But never be too assertive to the point where you're risking everything for them, especially Mm -hmm. if it's a house they really like. You have to be assertive in the way that, you know, put pressure. It's all about putting pressure on the agent. You know, if you're waiting for a decision, if the the two points you said, you know, somebody who maybe has a a client of their own and are trying to dual end the deal versus somebody who's just trying to get you to outbid yourself, those are two separate Mm -hmm. issues, I would say. Mm Mm-hmm. For the person who is trying to outbid you themselves, I would say you know, be asking a lot of questions. Put that agent on the spot. Be like like I I, like I told you you know say like, are there other people who are we outbidding somebody? Are there other leases on the table that your that your landlord is entertaining? Um, You know, in the situation for dual ending, it's a little different. That's where it gets a little weird, and you know you can never really tell their intentions. um, But that's just you know not ethical practice on their part if that's the case. So, you know, it's kind of out of your control, how much you know from, cause they obviously know more if, if they're dual ending the deal. Um, but, you know, you have to just hold your ground, put pressure on the agent, be very on top of it, you know, all day, a couple times a day, if need be. Um, hmm. And just putting that pressure on them, asking questions, what's going on? Is there an answer? Are there other lease applications on the table? Am I outbidding myself? You know, how, how long do you think your landlord's gonna take? My, my client's very interested, they wanna lock this down, you know, if, if we don't have an answer, they're going to keep looking. And that's something you can say, but, you know, you don't want to say that unless unless you have other options. You don't want to put in a position where, you know, the agent gets agitated with you, and then you lose the deal. So, you have right. – it, it's all about <laughs> keeping your composure and just uh, – it's very professional to be on top of them and to be asking them important questions without getting aggressive or assertive because you're just showing that you know the business and you have your client's interests.
1: Yeah. Because me, me and I feel like me in general as a person, if, you know, I feel like um a lot of the times I am pretty patient with things or I'm very um low key standoffish. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you know me for being aggressive, right? I guess sometimes when it really, when it really counts, but right. I feel like, you know, when someone is telling me that they have. That I have until this day, I kind of just fall back and just let it be. And I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that that's like the best thing is just to fall back and just, you know, right, right. potentially let something slide. Right. Me not knowing that it was in my hands to be assertive about it right, and make the deal happen. I don't know if that's ever happened to me so far since being in this, but I do, I definitely, I always try to, you know, go through you and be like, okay, should I, should I call? Should I text? What should I say? How how do I answer this, you know?
0: Um, Yeah, you know, it's you're learning, you're new, so like I feel like it's it's not so much of when to get aggressive or not that you're having a problem with. It's kind of like the situations, and there's a lot of different situations. I feel like, and it's good to ask somebody like me, Lawrence, our brokers, Gina. Like I ask Gina questions all the time Mm -hmm. how to handle different situations. It's the same thing, and as you know, you've come into these situations more, and as after like doing a couple of rentals you're going to know exactly what you need to do and you're going to know the exact type of personality you're dealing with on the uh, other end of the phone when you want to be you know more pushy versus some people might want you to be completely laid laid back and like hands off and then that's the type of how they like you know that's their language Mm -hmm. um so it's all about just reading the situation and as you do more of them you're gonna get more comfortable you're gonna know the dialogue and i really think that's it i don't think it's a i don't think it's gonna be an issue for you much
1: of a science yeah no Gotcha.
0: But I know it's been stressful because it's a lot of ups and downs, uh, a lot of backs and back and forth. And, you know, you don't know if the lease got accepted. And you had one client we could talk about. I don't know if you how, if you want to go into detail about yeah, it sure. without giving away who it is. But you had one client who told you that they got accepted, that they spoke to the landlord directly. Oh, yeah. And then we found out that it wasn't accepted. Right. And then it was. And then it wasn't. Right. <laughs> Which is pretty crazy. So, so that's what something we learned. We'll talk about that. Section 8. Mm-hmm what's what's the legal thing that w- that you learned about last week?
1: Well, it sucks because I mean, I regardless of whatever legal advice that side got, the listing side got, I still like to get my own advice and I have yet to get that. Mm. So, I so don't you don't
0: want to just say it for sure. You so wanna I really out.
1: don't want to say it for sure.
0: Yeah, we need to ask somebody who knows a lot about section 8 because that's that's it sounds correct. Because
1: I've been doing I, I've been doing some research on it and i have yet to see anything that actually goes against that right but you know i'd still rather get like the professional advice on it because i really don't know what the truth is i feel like so the situation was that um my section A client got accepted through speaking to the landlord themselves right i tried to get her foot in the door the landlord was going to go with someone else and i worked to get her foot in the door
0: really hard because
1: thank god you know the listing agent was also obviously helping you know yeah make it work yeah all of us it's been everyone's first time doing section eight the landlord the listing agent myself Mm. except for my client so um you know you're you're allowed you're allotted a certain amount for the for the rent. Right. And then if anything if there's a difference like over, you know, like say a $400 difference on a $1900 rental and you only get, you know, what what is that 1600, 1500? Right. allotted to you, you can, you know, somewhat maybe write a separate agreement
0: to pay the difference.
1: To pay the difference. And that separate agreement is for the most part under the table that's between the landlord and the and the tenant. And I feel what like what do you
0: mean by under the table, though,
1: under the table? It's not a, it's not it's not allotted by the state. The state doesn't know. Right. About but it's this. not
0: it's still like a, it would still be a legal binding. It's still a legal binding agreement. document. Right. Okay. Exactly.
1: I mean, technically, I guess you can if you were like in a in a court case, you can use it because I I mean, I've watched a lot of Judge Judy. But who <laughs> who's to say I'm no attorney here, but I feel like you can do something like that. It's, it's just as simple as an agreement goes. But, I mean, um, apparently it's not legal to do those separate agreements.
0: Right. So the landlord's attorney advised him that it's uh, illegal to accept money separate from a Section 8, so they cannot pay the difference, is basically right. w- where we were at with that. Right.
1: And so we lost it. I know. Because Amazing. the landlord, you know, wanted to listen to his attorney.
0: And how much over was it?
1: Over. It was about four forty.
0: It's a big chunk. It's a chunk. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big chunk. It's hard. Because if it's like, you know, a scenario where it's like a. $2,250 rental it's 50 bucks over Hopefully you get a landlord where you could have some wiggle room with that because usually you know section eight They're not always they're not they have a bad rep. I feel like section eight you hear section eight you yeah, have a bad rep. A, yeah, but that's a tenant that is has a guaranteed money f- right from the state from, exactly. from the government So
1: and I'm still working for this tenant Um, I'm still trying to find her a place. Yeah, there's a it's crazy because in, in this real estate world. There's like there's so much information everyone specializes in different things being an agent and not everyone is familiar with everything. Yeah. And I like to be that person who's familiar, who's had their, you know, who's dipped in everything to have some kind of information. Yeah. But there's something that you learn every day in this business. For sure. And you know, a lot of agents, a lot of listing agents do not know about it. So I'm just like you, now you're dealing with a section eight. I'm educating you. I've been on phone calls with listing agents. I've been educating them yeah we've been talking about you know how valid is a is a credit score if you have section eight
0: right right i and it,
1: someone might use that as an as you know like in a like a an objective kind of thing
0: but how valid is the credit score is all just hypothetical either way because mm-hmm. even if you have a person who's not section eight and makes five hundred thousand dollars a year but has horrible credit right. right the landlord it's all up to the landlord either way yeah. it's not you know it's not a dead locked deciding factor the landlord really makes the decision ultimately mm-hmm. um and like i said i personally don't think it matters what their credit score is if they're section eight because obviously they're struggling they're getting money from the state for rent right so i assume that the credit's not going to be good yeah and they're getting the voucher to so they're the money there's no problem with the money exactly um
1: so it's like how can you judge someone based off of that if there is no problem with the money.
0: Right, and the biggest issue that people look for on the credit score when it comes to rentals is delinquent payments. Mm-hmm. That will never be an issue cuz the money's going straight from the state to right. the landlord. So Yeah. I don't think that I don't think it really makes sense why that would be a deciding factor.
1: So I feel like if if it, you know, I don't think exactly. I really don't think it's a it's a law to where you have to have perfect or great, excellent credit score. I think yeah. that more listing agents whoever listens to this and watches this i think more listing agents need to take into um, their minds that if you're if you're giving the advice to your landlord or if your landlord wants the perfect credit i think you should be trying to help them understand yeah that the credit really doesn't matter in, in this case
0: that's what i think but I'm still learning, obviously, so I could be wrong, but yeah. that's why you know I think but. it's good the listing, the rental listing that I have, and now I'm working with Section Eight by uh, tenants mm-hmm. to dual end it. I am now learning Section Eight from the inside out. I'm gonna have to go through the entire process from both sides, representing the landlord and representing yeah. a Section Eighter. So um, I think it's honestly good that I got involved in that because now I will know the entire process from both angles so i can teach you guys and teach anybody new who comes in the office who needs help with section eight i will now have that uh experience mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know, going through that yeah so i feel like i feel like we're everything we're talking about is probably going above everybody's head we're getting so deep into like rental technicalities of section eight i guarantee you, like so a majority of agents don't even know what we're talking about
1: well <laughs> we'll
0: learn, learn. We'll
1: learn. Now's the time to learn. Do
0: some, do some, um, charity work for people. You, you <laughs> greedy bastards. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. So, all the stress going on throughout the week. Let's get away from real estate for a second, and let's talk about how do you de stress in your life? Because I know how you do it. So let's let's talk about your methods for de stressing. So you can give some input to you know people in any career path who have a stressful business day and want to just find little escapes. Or ways to calm themselves down? Take, um, take a deep breath, everybody.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Welcome to the ASMR Real Estate Show. So I think the first thing All right. <laughs> that people should do um, or try to look into.
0: I love how you are, you're talking so calmly now. You took that deep breath and now you're just like, I think the first thing people should do is... <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay well maybe maybe you can't take my advice exactly No, we can
0: you're you're, you're i think like you're an expert in this field so oh on. wow go that's on. a
1: big compliment um okay so meditate meditate people i think that um you know a lot of people don't know you know and i said this in the in the last the last time we spoke well explain what you mean episode. by meditating
0: because have different, different definitions So yes i was getting to that right so sorry, sorry
1: cut you off. no 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 sitting still Sitting still and really focusing on sitting still. Mm. So, um, I use a great app. I don't know if I should say it because then I'll be telling you guys literally every little detail about my life, Maybe we
0: can get a sponsorship next episode. Maybe
1: we can get a, oh. So I use this, (laughs) so I use this app um, and it has like a million, um, it's guided meditation. So, it has a lot of, you know, you can do like sleep meditations, you can do stress meditations, five minute anxiety relief meditations. It's a lot of guided meditation that I do. Yeah. Just sitting still, relaxing, taking plenty deep breaths, it Hmm. actually, it really does work. I mean, it's scientifically proven.
0: Right. Just, you get oxygen
1: into your body, oxygen starts to flow to your brain. If you just, you know, put everything on pause, and, you know, you can even take as little as a, a five-minute meditation. You can really come on the other side of that completely serene. So yeah. um, I used to meditate every day. Um, I also used to listen to sound bath. I still listen to sound bath. I still do these things, but just not as consistently as I used to. Right. Um, just, you know, like after you've been meditating for a while, you're able to literally just sit and watch thoughts just go past, like, and just be completely calm right and you know with COVID especially too like we all found hobbies like i started to color um they say Coloring using the books yeah yeah they they say to use your non-dominant hand um with your dominant hand to color so that you can actually stimulate the opposite side of your brain mm, um interesting. it helps it helps with um emotional releases and things like that
0: interesting so, yeah, so this is, this, But this is a different type of meditation than a lot of people are used to. This is yeah. more of just like calming yourself down, taking deep breaths. It's like, you know, it's healthy and it's just like proven versus some people are into meditation where it's like yoga and like clearing yeah, your mind. Yeah, I've done
1: yoga. Yoga is really good but too. I'm,
0: I'm more into the first, what we are t- talking about before, which is just taking deep breaths, yeah. kind of just relaxing yourself. When
1: there's, I mean, like we all deal with stresses like everywhere, like at home, at work, with friends, whatever. So I feel like... Really taking the time to look for what calms you down and yeah. takes you out of those high energy points is, you know, is really like what's going to work for you. Like I, I just got a fish tank. I <laughs> stared at the fish for like 30 minutes yesterday. Like I was good.
0: <laughs> That's ridiculous. See, I'm the opposite, though. So I feel like a lot of people are like, you know, when I have a really hectic work day or life, I need alone time to myself. I need oh, to be alone.
1: Absolutely. And I'm the
0: opposite. I feel like I need to be extroverted and be around people and like be almost like a party atmosphere take it away it's a distraction get away yeah it's like exactly but that sounds unhealthy when i explain it
1: it's unhealthy because (laughs) the reason (laughs) i've done a lot of like inner work this year it's unhealthy because you're not actually dealing with yourself In those moments right you're using things to take you away they're temporary highs you're not actually dealing with how to treat yourself
0: that's so true so it's not
1: it's not i can't say it's necessarily healthy um but does it i think you know like for me like once i've like learned myself better and i do distraction distract distractions (laughs) excuse me um then you can use those distractions to help you out but if you don't really know how to how to help yourself outside of those distractions, then it kind of just becomes like an addictive thing. Right. So, I mean, we all, hey, we all drink. I like to grab a glass of wine, unwind. Yeah, that could be that could be
0: a bandage, to, to to help you, you know, because they say that like to escape from reality. But like, I don't know. I can't explain it. What I'm trying to think, but it's like you know, it's it's it's. You don't want to escape from reality. You just need to have a peaceful moment in reality. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like taking time to yourself alone, sober.
1: Nature walks. Having deep
0: breaths, like doing all those exercises, things like that are healthy and natural for yourself versus an escape from reality where you're literally, you know, like paralyzing yourself almost. Like putting yourself out. Um, And, you know, you're not actually taking time to really think about what's going on and process it and kind of like take a step back.
1: Right. Exactly. So, exactly. So I think, get I think, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to be able to catch yourself in those moments when you're at your, at your, like your boiling point. Like the other day I was irritable with absolutely everyone and everything. And like I said, I don't meditate every day anymore. So I thought at the end of the day, you know what, let me go into my room, just take 10 minutes and meditate. Yeah. And after that I was okay. Yeah. So it's good to know yourself and how you can um, basically heal yourself in those moments. And then get back to real life so that you can go back to, you know, work and right. your family and whatever else.
0: Right. So, so now to get back to real life, I have mm-hmm. some beef to pick with you. Okay. I have a bone to pick with you. That's that's the saying. Time blocking. <laughs> time blocking, <laughs> Selena. Let's get in. So <laughs> I, for the last probably two weeks, have tried to get Selena on a time blocking Not schedule. true. At least a week.
1: <clears throat> okay, fine. Well, I, we're going to go with a week. We've talked about we it. You missed but the whole week because... We were doing other stuff.
0: What were we doing?
1: I don't know. Not time blocking.
0: You definitely <laughs> That's for sure.
1: That that one weekend I was so upset, like we were gonna do it and we just didn't do it that whole week. Weekend? Yeah, the one weekend I had I had I, I came over on Saturday, on a right. Saturday. We were like, We're gonna do time blocking on Monday.
0: Oh yeah. And that whole
1: week we didn't do it. That awesome. was two weeks ago.
0: I gave you the schedule so
1: yeah that was just the other day
0: i just want to stress how important a time blocking is because mm-hmm. i said it to you a million times but i'll say it on the podcast because they haven't heard it maybe maybe they haven't um if you don't time block your schedule gets out of control and you will get so much less done you'll be scatterbrained you'll be spread too thin running around like crazy if you don't control your schedule then your clients will control your schedule and you will not Agreed. get any work done Agreed. Which ends up happening, and it's not—it's not anything bad or like a put down. Like it happens to the the best of us. Like you have a client over here asking you to do this. You have a showing out this time. They can mm-hmm. only do nine a.m., and then you have to write up a lease, and you know you get all—it's crazy. It's—it's it's hard to keep, you know, keep things in time block. But um,
1: it's very good to just simply to simplify that. Is just setting boundaries. That's what it is. You know. Yeah. Cause, because, yeah, I have agents who are. I mean, agents, I have clients who are texting me at 11 at night.
0: That ties into your, what we're talking about your personal health and your mental health, because Mm -hmm. you're then exasperating yourself to the point where you're just trying to make everybody happy and run around and you have no boundaries where you're like, no, I actually cannot do appointments at this time. Like I, I I have something set aside for that, you know, Mm -hmm. this is my time or this is time that I put aside for something specific in my business. So it's important to have that structure. Um, I yeah. mean, like anything, even though it's, you know, real estate is a business that we control and we make our own hours, but in anything in life that's good, you have to have some type of structure to it. Otherwise, it's not going to be fun and it's not going to go well and, and be smooth. Right. So Totally agreed. this right here is a live call out. The entire audience podcast, I swear to everything I love and know that, every viewer even if we have 20 viewers on this episode every single viewer on youtube i want them to comment below and be like selena what's going on with your time blocking because we're gonna follow up with this next week okay so comment <laughs> on it. the Let's video if you don't comment and you watch it i will hunt you down i will find you so comment below um so that we if re- you don't comment <laughs> yeah if you don't comment <laughs> gonna- yeah i'll comment down. so comment below so that we remember next week to go over that so that's that
1: okay Yeah, it's no problem. I mean, you know, I'm a big person on boundaries in real life outside of work. Yeah. So this is, you know, not going to be something that I can't do. Well,
0: you haven't done yet, so we'll see.
1: (laughs) No, I can do it. Yesterday, I think I did time blocking for one day. I think that was yesterday, if not the day before. Did you? And I felt good.
0: Where was I yesterday? I don't remember.
1: I don't know. You were not here. That's probably. Um, Because I don't remember you. Yeah, I was here all day. (laughs) Where was I then?
0: I was here all day till three o'clock.
1: Okay then. No.
0: Oh no, I ran out. You left. My yes. Phone. You see? Oh. You were gone for two hours. I was gone. So
1: it was the day before that. I did definitely do time blocking and it felt good because I was not answering anyone's text messages who were not relevant for those for times. Time. And it just it felt it felt good. Yeah. I love setting boundaries.
0: It's hard though because it feels good for you, but I'm the type where like I see a text message and I'm like Oh, my God. Well, no, you I feel like that, agreement. too. I want to check this right now.
1: I feel like that, too. But it feels even better for me to ignore it.
0: Really? <laughs> wow.
1: Not because I'm a that's bad on, like, agent. That's some, like,
0: domination like that you, like, enjoy inside of you. are like, you know what? I'm going to wait. let this person wait three hours.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, I don't do it because <laughs> – I mean, I really don't do it because I'm, you know, I'm an asshole, but I just do it because my mental health is more important than right they can wait
0: not even mental health just your business my your business time. is
1: right my time like everything you know i don't want to be anxious because someone is texting me six times in a row sending me this that and the third right so
0: because then it becomes a whole like a whole rabbit hole like
1: yeah like now you know because then what ends up happening is now I'm, i've been answering them all day yeah distracted next thing i know Four hours have gone by, and I've just been focusing on one, two, three people.
0: Right, right. And then not, not not building any new business. Not
1: building any new business. Right. So.
0: What else we got to talk about? What do you, what do you got for us? Because Selena's got some topics she wants to talk about.
1: Um. <laughs> well, wait a second. What? I wanted to know. Yeah, tell me. Let's talk about it, because it's actually, it's, it's written on here. I Let's didn't it. write it. And I didn't write it.
0: All right, what is you it? You wrote it. I don't have my computer here
1: overpriced listings is all publicity good
0: okay let's talk about it all right let's talk about that so i put on there you've heard the saying is all publicity good publicity nope you've heard that right i have so i figured this is a perfect comparison for should you take overpriced listings Mm -hmm. because on one side of the table People say, take the overpriced listing, especially if you're a new agent, because it's going to get your foot out there. If it's on a busy street, especially, you get your sign there. I hear this all the time. If it's a busy street, you get your sign out there. You're going to get calls from buyers. You're going to get calls from other people in the neighborhood. And also, you can get leads by running it through Facebook ads, You know, open houses. You can get buyer leads, all that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Versus, how, does it look bad? Does it take a listing that's way overpriced? Does it look unprofessional? Is your is your client affected by that? Even if you tell you know if you if you do or don't tell them that it's overpriced, and then it sits on the market and then it expires. Mm -hmm. So those are the pros and cons of both sides. So what do you think? Because it's the same type of conversation. Bad publicity, like an overpriced listing.
1: I feel like, I mean, this is easier for me to probably say only because I have not dealt with sellers yet. Yeah. From the outside, (laughs) from the (laughs) outside looking in, I feel like you have to really, you know, of course, yeah, you want to get the listing that's big. You're going to sell yourself. But I feel like still here comes boundaries tying into it. Mm. If you're going to do something that's negatively affecting you, right, like the things that you just listed, um, you know, something that's overpriced, something that's sitting, Mm. Okay, how long are you going to let that sit before you say okay, it's time for me to move on to the next because this is not working out? I think it's I think while you still have the juice. <laughs> urban urban dictionary. While you still have the juice, right? You should back out of that before it becomes a negative thing for you.
0: How could it become negative though for a listing for that example?
1: Because if because you then use just like you explained, you build like a reputation for so, holding, you know, irrational, um, for dealing with irrational, you know, sellers right. who want to overprice.
0: Right. But, okay, yeah, I agree 100%. That's what I'm saying. The only negative connotation is from other agents. Mm-hmm. Because if you tell your client you're way overpriced, but we can list it and see what happens or we'll try and you're like, you know, I'll put it on the market. You know, I'm spending a little bit of money on marketing, whatever you're spending, and that's it. I'm not gonna go crazy because we already know it's overpriced. Mm-hmm. Doing this type of marketing, and I'm gonna get some buyer leads from it. There's no other negatives besides how you appear to your colleagues. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about that?
1: Well, what's negative? Well, what's negative? What's it's, negative?
0: Um, other agents would, you know, look at you and be like wow he took this it's way overpriced like it's never gonna sell um you know it's a waste of time and energy those types of things but you know i think it I depends on the pattern on sides.
1: i think it depends on the pattern like how
0: often do you do this right it's very common like when i first started i took a bunch of listings that were overpriced right um and you know you deal with that you deal with whatever you can get but how did
1: that turn out did they close how many of them closed
0: um
1: a ratio two to one
0: I don't know I would probably say like 50 50
1: okay yeah so I don't think 50 that's 50. that's
0: so bad and like definitely got my name out there definitely got some notoriety definitely mm-hmm. was able to you know use that to like get other listings by mm-hmm. like calling areas and saying you know hey we're selling this house on the street we're gonna we're, we're get some buyers from it you know are you thinking about selling so like I feel like there's a lot of tools it's almost like taking a bad situation And using it for for good purposes like figuring out how i can benefit from something that maybe might be a little bit of a burden
1: right so So yeah
0: i think all publicity is good publicity
1: do you i mean i guess i feel like you know if if, like like i said if you create a pattern and this is all you take or like if you're like you're you know you become like the discount brokerage you
0: don't yeah let me but let me say this to follow up that statement this is not something (coughs) that I'm speaking for like new agents and and it's very situational. This is not something that should be a a long-term occurrence because if you're not a new agent and if you have business and you're comfortable, there is no need to take listings that are overpriced and you should be able to go in there confidently and present your value saying, listen, I'm not going to work with a client who's unrealistic about this price point. You know, as much as I want to help you out, it doesn't make any sense. It's not going to sell at this Mm -hmm. price. So it, it does come to a point where you can get firmer. Mm -hmm. you know i was a young agent i kind of understand that perspective because i was there you know brand new trying to get some listings um but i think that as you grow out of it it makes sense to graduate from that
1: so then so then if you're a new agent then why not do it exactly so i think it works then if that's the case
0: yeah that's why i think about like celebrities rappers youtube stars whatever they do crazy things and sometimes it's like Oh my god! I can't believe he did this. Like that's horrible. But like it gets everybody talking about you.
1: It does.
0: And then they come up. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the first time you heard about this person because it's something so crazy. You're like, did you hear about this? And it's like, Mm -hmm. they just broke the surface.
1: Well, as long as we're not talking about the kind of publicity where it is scandalous uh, for an agent. I mean, not
0: for real estate. Uh, It was just a comparison. No, but for real (laughs) estate,
1: you know, you can take a, you can take the equivalent.
0: No, I was just comparing. Uh, yeah. You know Publicity to listings I don't know A weird thing in my mind I just came up with But yeah
1: I mean I guess I mean I guess For me as a new agent Why not If it does bring me something It's going to bring me something Exactly Like I'm guaranteed To get something out of it
0: Right And then you know You kind of have a little more If you're a new agent You kind of have a little more Wiggle room too Because you're like This agent's not This uh, listing's not going to sell right away So I kind of have time To figure out like How to market it You mm-hmm. know Photos mm-hmm. The listing process You know It's, it's, it's less pressure too unless the unless the clients like we need to sell this price so you know it's it's very situational okay but that's my two cents on that
1: all right cool so then last thing of of lasts
0: last thing of last (laughs) okay last thing
1: of last all right so let's talk about netflix
0: all right, you. Well, this is your topic, so this me, is my me, topic. hear what you're going to say about it. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. You wrote it on the on the document.
1: I did, but you know, I kind of wanted to step away. Yeah, Selena I wanted to step away. Selena can't prepare
0: this time, and also this time we're not using her phone. So, you know.
1: And so for the technical difficulty we're more professional. we just had. Oh, we're, no, we're not. Not yeah. this time. We had a technical difficulty. Yeah, All the right. only
0: reason we had a technical difficulty <laughs> is because of our sound guy, Matt Greco, behind the screen. We need to get you a mic. I have a USB mic. We should have plugged it in. Because um, that was his fault this time, not my fault. My technology is working well.
1: Well, all right.
0: Let's hear my Netflix though.
1: So, what are you watching on Netflix right now?
0: I don't have time to watch TV, Selena. I work. Oh it's my Twenty four seven hustle hashtag grind hashtag Gary V. All right. No, I'm kidding. Um, Netflix, Netflix. <laughs> um, I was watching the new American Horror Story.
1: Oh, I still haven't watched
0: that. It's pretty horrible. It's like nineteen eighties like horror. Like it's supposed to be like, corny. Like we're going into a cabin in the woods for summer camp, and there's a killer really? on the loose. Yeah, Aww, but like they, sucks. but they make they they take their own weird spin on it, like they always do.
1: So let's so let's talk about it then, because I I do love I have a huge respect for AHS.
0: Yeah, first episode was super corny, and it's, I was like, I can predict everything that's going on right now, like any other like horror movie from like mm-hmm. the eighties and then i was like where are they gonna go with this series after the first episode because they kind of like spelt out the entire story okay which i think they did purposely to be like funny because obviously mm-hmm. there's more episodes and then it started taking weird dark twists and like all these characters were being added in layers like they always do so i'm sure if i if i finished it would be good but i didn't get that far
1: which one was your favorite season asylum really yeah definitely ahs is so great i love that i love that which series one's your,
0: what's your favorite season
1: um i actually i've been trying to um watch the very first season but i haven't been able to get around to Wait, it and now that, that october is w- so past any of them i've watched the first season i've watched second third I, silent, right? I watched the one when they were in new orleans with the witches i yeah the witches i forgot which new orleans what it was called coven yeah mm,
0: is that what Rinalca it was or whatever. coven
1: Rinalca. isn't coven like witch yeah language in a house so it probably was yeah
0: like all the girls Live in a house together Yeah Yeah
1: Watch that one I think I one. stopped I stopped in 20 What was it 2016 When the whole Trump election Was happening
0: They did What was it Because they did
1: A season based off what is of that called, That cult Cult that was Yeah election season yeah. yeah That's when I stopped I Watching I didn't watch It was getting to be too much
0: I've heard the last Like couple ones Like Renoco Which is like the Indian Um
1: haven't watched Tribe
0: it. Or it's like based on that. Okay. I heard that one wasn't a good season. I heard the cult one with the politics wasn't a good season. And then they have the one, Apocalypse, The End of the World. Uh-huh. I saw a couple of episodes and it was honestly so boring.
1: So, what do we think is the future for AHS then? Let's not talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> what are you
0: watching? What are you watching currently?
1: Um, oh, well,
0: I've well, Real quick actually I could tell you the future of AHS They announced that they're putting out A new season where it's 16 episodes And each episode is its own story Based on a uh, urban legend
1: Oh so let's go up. So it's going to give Black Mirror vibes Right
0: Each episode is its own story But based on urban legends So okay. I don't know Maybe we'll get like That's, a Bigfoot episode That
1: sounds pretty dope maybe we'll, actually Maybe we'll
0: get the Jersey Devil episode <laughs> For Jersey
1: I would definitely I would definitely watch
0: that That could be interesting I think mm-hmm. Alright so what are you watching on the Netflix? Um at or the moment, anywhere, on I mean. it.
1: At the Ooh. moment, I am currently watching comedy. I've been doing, like, a lot of – I don't know why. Sometimes I get on these little binges. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of uh, – watching a lot of Dave Chappelle. I know. You come in the <laughs> office and their phone
0: is playing it sometimes. I'm like, what are you yeah. watching on the drive over here?
1: No. I do it when I'm doing my hair.
0: <laughs> Wait. So how how does – <laughs> So com-
1: I may listen to the audio on the drive over here. I may. But, oh, like, yeah, right. or I'll just, like – I always hear it when you when walk When I bring in my phone house. in, you know. Yeah. It'll just be on.
0: It's like Dave Chappelle's just 24-7 in your head going.
1: Yeah, Dave Chappelle. I've been like, it's crazy. It's so weird because I'm not really like a big um, TV watcher myself.
0: Have you watched his stand-up? I told you about it. Yes. Which one? Sticks and Stones, I think it was. I did. What did you think about it?
1: I thought it was just like any other stand-up he's done. It
0: was so good, though. Yeah, it was. Because it's current. Right, right.
1: I don't think there's, I think that, um. I think Dave Chappelle is like the coolest guy ever. He he's a good intellect with the funny added to it. But
0: what other comedies have you been watching?
1: This morning I watched um Kevin Hart's stand up. New. It's the newest one. Good. Yeah, it was it was alright. It wasn't bad.
0: Yeah, I haven't watched stand up in a while. I got yeah. I got to watch some new ones. I haven't seen any good like new ones on Netflix.
1: Well, the newest one is Kevin Hart's, That's so good, watch though. it. It's number two. It's worth my watch top though. 10.
0: Like you enjoyed it, like actually. Give um, me your it wasn't.
1: Opinion. I mean, like I think that he's had funnier stand-ups. Wow, it's crazy you might be watching right now. It's crazy, and I, I really, I really hate to say, I'm not trying to, you know, come down on Kevin Hart at all because I fully respect him. But I feel like after watching some stand-ups and comedy, you can tell what's, like, fabricated and what's actually genuine. Like, what really yeah, happened.
0: I feel <laughs> like some of these comedians get too big. And, like, he's hanging out with The Rock all the time. They're doing movies. It's probably a lot of fabricated stuff. They're in action movies together. You know what I mean? Like, I can't watch a Kevin Hart and The Rock movie and take it seriously or, think like, it's a good film in any way.
1: You are, So you did watch Jumanji? No. I, I would never watch it that. I watched.
0: I saw the trailer. and I was like, this focused. is going to be so bad.
1: I could not stay focused whatsoever.
0: It's just, it, <laughs> it it it's the type of movie that it's like, it sounds so like indie of me to say this, but like, it's just like pumped out by Hollywood. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's an action movie. Boom, boom, explosions. Let's, let's have like funny parts here. Like a punchline here. It's so crazy. Kid joke like, here, adult joke here. Like, it's just like pumped out. It's not like an actual film where it's like a storyline that you're invested in.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And um, I feel, I like, I feel like we haven't
1: gotten like real good original comedies in a while Comedy you know like movies, yeah. like you know like super bad
0: like the classics yeah right 80s like, 90s and early 2000s pumped out like a bunch of classic but comedies. E-
1: even like the That's hangover like we were all i think i don't know about you but i was dying when that movie came out that was a great movie
0: i probably saw it years after it came out really yeah
1: so you were a late bloomer
0: i was definitely more into like uh thrillers and like dramas when i was younger
1: yeah i mean Okay, so so okay, so my favorite genre, scary movies, is scary movies. I said
0: (laughs) your favorite genre, scary movies, is scary movies.
1: (laughs) Said it twice because I love them so much.
0: (laughs) Your favorite genre, scary movies, movies. are scary movies. Yeah, for sure, horror.
1: But I've been, um, you know, I was getting a little bit too, um, paranoid and scared about life, watching it too much. It was taking over my energy.
0: Were you watching like Final Destination? What are you watching?
1: I was watching well in the month of October. I was watching a scary movie literally every night,
0: yeah.
1: and they and like that's like right before I go to sleep. It's not
0: like, good for your psyche. Like it's try, not. You're 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 very counterproductive. You're like I'm breathing over here. I'm trying to calm down. I'm trying to calm myself down. And then you're watching like jump scare movies and paranormal activity.
1: Yeah, it was getting to be too much. So that's why like right now I've been watching a lot of like comedies and and you know things that make me laugh in the Gotta morning. Kind of mix it up, yeah. Yeah, start my day off. Listen to some funny podcasts
0: okay. too. That's what I do
1: podcasts
0: yeah, a lot of comedians have podcasts
1: do they yeah I don't listen to a lot of podcasts I actually to podcasts all the time. I listen to three of three I think yeah
0: I can't believe you' are right not, you're, you're a host of a podcast and you don't listen to any podcasts this is just so you know it's rational. actually it's
1: funny because a lot of I feel like a lot of podcasts um podcast podcast hosts don't, don't listen. listen to other really? podcasts
0: I feel like they do I like they do but maybe we're just listening to different podcasts I don't well know. we definitely are.
1: We probably are. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, we better wrap this up though, because you have an appointment to go to and it's five o'clock. It's yep. after five. Um So yeah. You wanna tell us about that real quick? What are you doing? Where are you going?
1: I'm going to um should I say the town? No. Oh my gosh.
0: You're always giving away locations. People are gonna find you.
1: So I'm going um to a duplex um to show that. Again it's a re- for a rental? It is for a rental. Nice. Um and That's I feel like, I, I don't know why I have a good it's twenty eight for that rental it's a four bedroom solid um yeah duplex it has a garage
0: is this a section eight or not it's not cool
1: and it seems like i don't know why i have a good feeling about this one because the the landlord is is very motivated and open so there are
0: applications on the the table
1: it just came on the market so oh okay refreshing it all right
0: well we wish you luck podcast audience wish her luck um, we're wrapping up here So we will see you guys Next week as usual We're going to keep Pumping these out Every single week I feel like we had A really good episode We had some good topics This time Yeah yeah, yeah Good conversation Good topic Hopefully
1: um, we can bring a, uh, a surprise guest
0: Yeah Tommy boy <laughs> Let's call him out Right now
1: Tom Clancy
0: Tom Clancy Wants to be part Of the podcast So bad But cancels Every single time He's never here He can never show up He, he leaves Like he's like Oh gotta go Like 20 minutes Before we're ready to film Every time
1: we wish tom clancy you could have been here
0: i think he's scared <laughs> I think he's intimidated of the podcast
1: for i don't know for what reason i
0: don't know he's, for why i have no idea
1: he says he's a busy man but
0: yeah sure he is hopefully we'll see him hopefully he's you guys are sailing see him. wine tasting on a yacht playing golf <laughs> on
1: a yacht playing golf
0: bocce ball maybe
1: <laughs> it sounds like him
0: white sports <laughs> <laughs> All right Thank you guys for watching If you're watching on YouTube Make sure to like Comment and subscribe Remember comment For Selena's accountability Next week Remember that Also comment If there's any topics You guys want us to discuss um, As we're venturing Into other topics Besides real estate Um, But yeah Like and subscribe It really helps out If you're watching On Spotify Make sure to follow And if you're watching On Apple Podcasts Leave us a five star review So we get pushed up We want to be number one On the podcast charts
1: Hey 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 All right
0: All right Thanks for watching guys Peace out
1: Peace out.